From the historic Loretto Abbey Chapel, with the kind cooperation of the Toronto Catholic District School Board, the National Catholic Broadcasting Council presents The Daily TV Mass. Welcome to the celebration of the Daily TV Mass. I'm Father Dan Donovan. The televising of this Mass is made possible by the contributions from two donors. The first is an anonymous donor from Brooks, Alberta, in thanksgiving for blessings received in the Daily TV Mass, for good health and peace within her family, and for all her deceased relatives and friends. The second are doctors Albert and Aurora Mariani from Honolulu, Hawaii, in thanksgiving for blessings received and for the intentions of the daily TV Mass viewers. Our thanks to our donors for the gift of this Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. Let us now acknowledge our sins, and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. You were sent to heal the contrite of hearts. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who founded all the commands of your sacred law upon love of you and of our neighbor, grant that by keeping your precepts we may merit to attain eternal life. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the letter of James. Brothers and sisters, who is wise and understanding among you? Show by your good life that your works are done with gentleness born of wisdom but you have bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts. Do not be boastful and false to the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, devilish. For where there is envy and selfish ambition, there will also be disorder and wickedness of every kind. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without a trace of partiality or hypocrisy, and a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace for those who make peace. The word of the Lord. The precepts of thy Lord give joy to the heart. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. The 
precepts of the Lord give joy to the heart. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is clear, enlightening the eyes. The precepts of the Lord give joy to the heart. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. The precepts of the Lord give joy to the heart. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Our Savior Jesus Christ has done away with death and brought us life through the gospel. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to the Lord. Jesus, Peter, James, and John came down the mountain to rejoin the other disciples. When they came to the disciples, they saw a great crowd around them and some scribes arguing with them. When the whole crowd saw Jesus, they were immediately overcome with awe and they ran forward to greet him. He asked them, what are you arguing about with them? Someone from the crowd answered him, teacher, I brought you my son. He has a spirit that makes him unable to speak. Whenever it seizes him, it dashes him down and he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. And I asked your disciples to cast it out, but they could not do so. Jesus answered them, you faithless generation, how much longer must I be among you? How much longer must I put up with you? Bring him to me. They brought the boy to him. When the spirit saw him, immediately it convulsed the boy, and he fell on the ground and rolled about, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. It has often cast him into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you are able to do anything, have pity on us and help us. Jesus said to him, if you are able, all things can be done for the one who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out, I believe, help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit saying to it, you spirit that keeps this boy from speaking and hearing, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. After crying out and convulsing him terribly, 
it came out, and the boy was like a corpse, so that most of them said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he was able to stand. When Jesus had entered the house and the disciples asked him privately, what, why could we not have passed, cast it out? He said to them, this kind can come out only through prayer and fasting. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Today's reading from the letter of James comes back to what for him is a major concern, wisdom. What is new in this letter, or rather in this text, is the contrast which James sets up between two forms of wisdom, one that comes from above, from God, and the other which he describes as earthly, unspiritual, and devilish. In the biblical tradition, the second kind of wisdom of which James speaks is ordinarily referred to as folly. He seems to be thinking of people who can be clever and successful in any number of areas of life, and yet in no sense have the kind of wisdom about life and about how we are to live it, which urges us, which he urges us to develop and for which he encourages us to pray. James' focus here is less on knowledge and more on the way we live our lives from day to day, on the way, for example, that we treat one another. Wisdom helps us to discern not only what we should do, but how we should do it, while urging us to the good works of whatever kind. James also encourages us to do them with gentleness born of wisdom. James offers a very attractive description of what he calls wisdom from above. It is, he says, first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits. What it does not have are the kind of attitudes with which Jesus found himself more, most profoundly at odds. Wisdom from above, James says, is without a trace of partiality or hypocrisy. It promises what he calls a harvest of righteousness for those who make peace. James seems to be evoking here the beatitude, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. Earthly wisdom, or cleverness as we might think of it, is on the other hand often accompanied by a host of other complex emotions, including envy and jealousy, selfish ambition and anger, things that are totally at odds with the kind of life which we are called to live. Today's Gospel follows on Saturday's account of the transfiguration of Jesus. Taking with him Peter, James, and John, Jesus ascended a mountain where he was transfigured or transformed before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became dazzling white. A cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud came a voice from heaven reaffirming what the same voice had proclaimed at the baptism of Jesus, namely that he is the beloved Son of God. What is new here is that the disciples are instructed to listen to him, to listen in particular 
to what he says to them and the other disciples about his coming suffering, death, and resurrection. When Jesus comes down from the mountain, he's confronted with a case of demonic possession, the outward signs of which are a form are in a form reminiscent of epilepsy. However precisely we understand the boy's condition, the fact that he has suffered and is suffering terribly from it is made clear. Having appealed through the disciples of Jesus for help without success, the father now turns to Jesus himself. The man has come to see that the boy's condition involves spiritual powers, the presence of which has made doing anything about it for him all but hopeless. In his despair, he throws himself on the mercy of Jesus. If you are able to do anything, he says to him, have pity on us and help us. Although Mark sometimes describes healing miracles of Jesus in a way that puts the emphasis entirely on the power that Jesus possesses to do such deeds, often, as here, Jesus engages the person or a parent in dialogue about the necessity of faith. Of a centurion whose slave he cured, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, in no one in Israel have I found such faith. Speaking directly to the centurion, he adds, let it be done for you according to your faith. In another well-known incident, Jesus healed a woman who had suffered from hemorrhages for 12 years. Having done so, he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you whole. In a closely related incident, when Jesus died, Jairus, the leader of a local synagogue, was appealed to Jesus for help for his daughter. And when he's told that she is dead, Jesus urges him, do not fear, only believe. Faith is opposed to fear and can help us overcome it. What Jesus asks of people more than anything else when they turn to him, when they seek help from him, is faith. Faith in God and in Jesus. Faith that Jesus has the will and the power to heal and restore people suffering from physically or spiritually from sickness or illness of one kind or another. In today's reading, Jesus says to the father of the tormented boy, all things can be done for the one who believes. To this, the man responds with what can only be described as utter honesty. I believe, help my unbelief. His is a prayer which all believers could well make their own. Faith, genuine faith, the kind of faith that engages us at the deepest level of our being does not always come easily nor can it be taken for granted. It is both a gift of God and something that we are called upon to nurture and nourish. It is a gift, something that we are called upon to nurture and nourish by such things as prayer and sharing in the Eucharist, by reading the scriptures, and above all, by trying to live 
as much as we can in accordance with the teaching and example of Jesus. The more we become like him, the more his spirit takes possession of our hearts, the deeper and stronger will our faith become. Let us now in faith, in faith and trust present before God our needs. For all those in the Daily Mass community who have asked to be included in our prayer intentions book, especially those who are suffering in mind, body, or spirit, that they may find relief and healing through Christ, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear For a flourishing of peace and an end of violence in nations and between nations, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, for the success of the upcoming Synod on Synodality, that it will help to renew the life of the Church, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For a deepening awareness of our need to work together for the well-being of our common home, the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For the elderly and the chronically ill, and for those who care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Gracious God, we ask you to hear and grant these prayers as well as the more personal ones that each one of us has in his or her own heart. All this we pray through Christ our Lord. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you. Fruit of the earth and work of human hands, it will become for us the bread of life. With the mingling of this water and wine, become partakers of his divinity and became partaker of our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Wash me from my sins, cleanse me from Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be made acceptable to God, the Father Almighty. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of our sin, for our good and the good of all the Holy Church. Look with favor on our supplications, O Lord, and in your kindness accept these, your servants' offerings, that each has offered to the honor of your name, that they may serve the salvation of all. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. In him you have been pleased to renew all things, giving us all a share in his fullness. 
For though he was in the form of God, he emptied himself and by the blood of his cross brought peace to all creation. Therefore, he has been exalted above all things and to all who obey him has become the source of eternal salvation. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory as without end we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your spirit upon them like the dewfall so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks, broke it, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Thomas, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, and with all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours forever and ever. Amen. At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, 
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not upon our sins, but upon the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. May the peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer one another the sign of peace. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, Take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. Please join me now in this act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the Blessed Sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire you in my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my heart, as though you were already there. I embrace you and unite myself wholly to you, Permit not that I should ever be separated from you. Amen. Let us pray. Graciously raise up, O Lord, those you renew with this sacrament that we may come to possess your redemption both in mystery and in the manner of our life. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God.
Our thanks to our donors for the gift of this mass. Comfort to our souls come down through the gospel speaking. Let your words, your cross, your crown lighten all our seeking. Drive out darkness from the heart, banish pride and blindness, plenty.